Blessed assurance and welcome to Kingdom Christian Fellowship, KCF. We reveal the reality of the kingdom of God and Christ Jesus in the lives of people all over the world. As you listen to this message, we pray that you are blessed and inspired to improve your relevance in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Are you happy to be here? Are you sure you're happy to be here? Wow, then make a glorious noise unto the Lord. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, so we want to give honor to whom honor is due. Is that not so? First of all, we want to thank God. Hallelujah. He is the one that has given us life this very morning. So we want to thank God. Lift up your voice. Say, Father, I thank you. Hallelujah. Secondly, we want to thank God for the life of the set man of this vineyard, the great apostle of God, Apostle Kingsley and Jacobson. Come on, somebody make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Yeah, Pape. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We also want to thank God for the life of our resident pastor, the great bishop. Hallelujah. What also thank God for the life of there is a, a Japanese woman around. Is she around? A Japanese woman. Her name is Lee Sophia. Is she around? Alright. To Mama Lee, Reverend Linda, we thank God for your life. Hallelujah. Amen. To Prophet Hayford, to all the other ministers, Reverend Roland, Reverend Robin, Reverend Andrew, Reverend Keith, Reverend Anna, Reverend Perrault, Reverend Barry. Hallelujah. And then another person, hallelujah. My my able assistant, when you come to our branch, Teshi branch, he's a fair man, but he's already married, so the ladies forget. Okay, so if you can just stand and look at him, the guy in the white revealing Christ, Reverend Roland, hallelujah. Amen. You know we are in the same room. If I don't honor him like that and I go, if I don't take care of sleeping, you pour hot water on me. So, Charlie, I just have to do that. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so can we have our seat? Hallelujah. <laughs> it is well, it is well, it is well, it is well. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. You know, since Monday, everything has been cataclysmic. Hallelujah. You know, Charlie. It has been very splendiferous, you know, the glory of God and all those other things. Hallelujah. Okay, it started with the with Prophet Hayford becoming fire. E, that title is very, you know, very, very unique and fiery. Becoming fire. Hallelujah. And then Apostle continues with 
um, I mean, something on instructions. Okay. Then the next day we had Bishop Butchery speaking about focus. My God. Hallelujah. Then in the afternoon we had Reverend Andrew. Oh my God, my Lord. And then today, a young boy like me will just come and continue with what the great apostles and prophets has, you know, they've already started. Hallelujah. So today, today I want to teach on the subject, fulfilling destiny by fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Fulfilling destiny by fire. Say fulfilling destiny by fire. Fulfilling destiny by fire. Hallelujah. Now, in Ephesians chapter 3 from verse 1, Paul began to say something. He said, for this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God that is given to me, to you what? How that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery which I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. And he says that which in other ages were not made known unto the sons of men, as is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. And he says that, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ by the gospel. He said, whereof I made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God by the working of his effectual power. Hallelujah. And he said that unto me who am, am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. Hallelujah. He said that and to make all men see what is the fellowship of this mystery? There is a fellowship of what? The mystery. And it says that which, had, which, which in the beginning was hid in God. Okay. Who created all things by Jesus Christ. And then when you come to verse 10, the Bible says that to the intent that the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places might be made known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Paul says that God had a particular mystery. And what it did is that he hid this mystery in himself. Hallelujah. And the reason why he hid this mystery was because he wanted to choose a particular people called the church. And he wanted the church to manifest this mystery in the wisdom. So he said what? To the intent that the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places might be made known by the church, the manifold what? Wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Now the word manifold is the word polypoetulous. Uh, Hallelujah. Which means that what? Many-sided. All the, the, um, the multi-variegated. What? Many, now, we are talking about what? Manifold. Is that not so? very good. The manifold wisdom. The many-sided wisdom. This wisdom is many-sided. It is so intricate. Are we okay with that? Very manifold. Multivarigated. Different size, different shapes, and different colors. Hallelujah. Amen. And God wanted that this mystery that was hidden in himself, he will manifest this mystery through the church so that he can wow the principalities and the 
and the power is in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. Amen. And these principalities and powers that we are talking about, we are talking about divine and diabolical principalities and powers. Are we okay with that? So it means that the angels on God's side and then the angels that are what, on, on Satan's side. Are we okay with that? So to the intent that he might, what, he might make known to the principalities and the powers. Are we okay with that? Okay. So now Peter also spoke about this thing. When we go to First Peter chapter 1. Okay. From verse 9, I think. He said that receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. And he said that of which salvation the prophet inquired and said diligently. Hallelujah. When they prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what and what manner of time the spirit of Christ which was in them signified when he testified of the sufferings of the Christ and the glory that shall be revealed. He said, which things are now reported unto you by them that preach the Holy Ghost with the, well, by them that preach the gospel with the Holy Ghost sent down with things angels desire to what? Look into. Do we see that? First Peter chapter 1 verse 2. He said what? With things what? The angels what? Desire. Are we, we are talking, you see, me, I'm a teacher. Hallelujah. I'm a teacher by profession. I teach physics and elective math. You see that? Yeah. You, yeah. So, when, when I say what, it means that I want feedback. Do you understand that? Very good. Uh-huh. Are we okay with that? Very good. So, we said what? With things, can we get to that place? He said what? With things, the angels desire to what? Look into. This thing is drawing the attentions of angels. The desire to look into what? This mystery, this wisdom, this many-sided, this multivariated wisdom. The desire to have a look into it. And God has chosen that he wants to manifest this mystery through what? The church. Hallelujah. Say, I am the one who manifests the many-sided wisdom of God. Therefore, angels desire to look into my life. Hallelujah. Can you imagine that you are there and then and your Gabriel want to look into your life? Do you know what? Because they want to learn something. God wants to, God wants to teach angels. But do you know how he's going to do that? He's going to do them by his economy, how he deals with you. Hallelujah. Have you seen how wonderful you are? Hallelujah. Amen. Now, of this many-sided wisdom, you see, the Bible said that what? Of which salvation the prophet was inquired and searched diligently. So, it is the matter of salvation that the angels are desiring to look into. Do we see that? Very good. The angels are desiring to what? Look into the matter of salvation. Now, so on the many-sided wisdom of God, one of these is that in your salvation, you were both born and bought. You were both what? Born and what? Bought. You were born to become what? A son. And you were bought to become a servant. Hallelujah. So in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 23, the Bible says that being born again, not of a corruptible seed, but of an incorruptible seed, by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. So I was born by the word of God. According to 1 Peter chapter what? Verse 1, verse 1, sorry, chapter 1 and verse 23. And the Bible also says in the book of John, the gospel of John, chapter 1, okay, the Bible says from verse, I think 9, it says that what? He was in the world and he made the world, but the world knew him not. He came unto his own, but his own received him not. 
But he said that, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become what? The sons of God. Even those that believe unto his name. You understand? Okay? And he said that, who were born not of the will of, the, of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but by God. So, we see that at this part, in my salvation, I was what? I was born. Is that also? I was what? I was born. But the Bible also reveals another part that I was also bought. Hallelujah. And so, this many-sided wisdom, when we, don't, when we study the Bible very well, somebody will say, ah, I'm a son, I'm not a servant. They don't understand the many-sided wisdom of God. It is multivariated. It has many sides, but yet they can draw together in harmony without any confliction. So I can be a son and I can be a servant because it is all what? Part of what? The manifold what? Wisdom of God. Are we okay with that? Okay, so the Bible says uh, in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 20, it said, for ye are bought what? With the price. Can we go there? He said, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So I was what? I was born and I was what? I was bought. First Peter chapter 1, verse 18. The Bible says that, knowing that ye were redeemed, not with corruptible things, such as gold and silver. He said, for as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, the word redeemed is the word buy. Do you understand that? Okay, very good. So, in order for my Christian life to be functional, I must be able to have the knowledge that I'm both what a son and what a servant. Do we see that? Very good. So, you are what you are a son and then what? Very good. So, on the basis that you are a son, it is you have rights, but on the basis that you are a servant, you have privileges. You understand that? Very good. And so, when somebody is not a servant you'll be denied of privileges. Hallelujah. So, if you conflict the fact that you are a son, so you need to have privileges, you have not still understood the manifold wisdom of God. Because as a son, you cannot demand for privileges. You can only demand for rights. It is only servants that can, that can what? demand for what? Privileges. Are we okay with that? Very good. Now, another thing concerning this manifold wisdom of God again, is that of the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here? Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Very good. Don't worry. Very soon it will make sense. Now, the church of God is a household and it's a family. So we are talking about states in which things in the realm of God can dwell distinctly but inseparable. Do you understand? Okay, very good. Now, for you, you think that because you are a son and you are a servant, you, it is separated. No, but before God, even though these two things are distinct, but they are inseparable. Do you understand? Okay, so another thing is that when we talk about so we are talking about you, but now we are speaking, we are, we are talking about the church concerning what the manifold wisdom of God, and the church concerning the manifold wisdom of God is that the church is both what a household and a family, and at this point. God is the father and we are sons. So Paul said in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14, for this cause I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he may grant you according to the riches of his grace to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So here Paul was talking about the church in relation to a family. 
where the people within this category they relate as what father and what son so when we go to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 the bible says that for ye are no longer strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of god so the church is what is a household and is what is a family and then in that we are what sons and then we have what a father are we okay with that now the next thing is that the church is also a school the church is what it's an educational institute hallelujah and when we take this church as an institute we have christ as the head teacher so the bible says in ephesians chapter 4 from verse 7 he said for unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gift unto men. He said, he that ascended, what is it fed? But that he descended to the lower part of the earth. And he said that he that descended is the same that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things in all. And he said that he gave some to what? apostles and some what prophets and some what evangelists, pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ to we all come in the unity of the faith unto a perfect knowledge of the son of God unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ so when Christ resurrected from the dead the Bible said that he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men so he, as the head teacher, employed teachers called the fivefold ministry to be able to what? To tutor his people so that they will come to a point where what? All of them are saying the same thing. He said, to we come to the unity of the faith, unto a perfect knowledge of the Son of God, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, to we no more be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wing of doctrine, by the cunning craftiness and the slight of men, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So we see that the church is what? A school. It is an educational institute where Christ is what? The head teacher and he has employed teachers called what? The fivefold ministry. Are we okay with that? Now the next thing too is that the church is also a body. It's a living organism. Are we okay with that? The church is what? It's a living organism. It is a body. Are we okay with that? And in relation to this, we are part of the body, or we are what King James says, members of the body. Are we okay with that? Okay, so we are what? Members of the body. So the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and 23, it says that what? And he has given him to be the head of the church, which is his body, the fullness of what? Him that filleth all in all. all. So in the, in the church, being the body, Christ is what? The head. Do we see that? Christ is what? Very good. Now, in the same manifold, so to you, when somebody says that the church is a school, you say, no, the church is what? A family. Meanwhile, they are what? Multivarigated. They can dwell together. Manifold wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? Very good. Stay with me. Okay, good. Now, the next thing too is that the church is a building. The church is what? Very good. The Bible says that what? For every man buildeth an house, but he that buildeth all things is what? Hey, you don't know your scriptures. He that buildeth all things is what? God. Very good. 
So he that buildeth all things is God. And the Bible says that what? And you are built upon the foundations of the apostles and the prophet. Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So the church is the building and you are what? The building material. Are we okay with that? You are what? The building. But the highest revelation of the church is that the church is a kingdom. The church is a kingdom. Now, in relation to this, when we come to the church as a kingdom, we may think that God must be a what? God must be a what? A king. But that's where we got it wrong. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25, downwards. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Let's continue. Whose voice then shook the earth? But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more, I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifying the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Now, so now God wants to do something. And in this thing that He wants to do, He wants to sift things that are eternal and things that are eternally useless. Are we okay with that? So, when God wants to do that, He shakes. Bishop Boche taught us about that, right? Very good. God begins to what? Shake. Now, when God shook everything, at the end, only one thing remains standing. Hallelujah. Now, let's continue. So, he said what? And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28. He said, wherefore, receiving a kingdom, which cannot be what? Which cannot be moved. Give me NKJV. Which cannot be shaken. So when God shook everything in the universe, one thing was left. That was the kingdom. And when the kingdom was left, now he handed the kingdom to us. He said what? Well, for what? He said, therefore, since we, we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence, with reverence and godly fear. Let's move on. Instead of saying that God should be king, he said what? God is what? A consuming fire. What a mystery. Because in the kingdom, we must what? Parallel it with what? A king. But he said, with the matter of the kingdom, God is what? A consuming fire. And concerning the matter of the kingdom, I said what? When, if the church is a school, we are what? Students. If the church is a household, we are sons. Now concerning the kingdom, we are servants. But the requirement is that Hallelujah. Now, let me show you something. Let me show you something. Now, God is the most selective person in the whole of the universe. He's very selective. Hallelujah. Amen. And because of this is selectivity, he gave commandments in the Old Testament that when you are coming before him, be very careful. Because his presence alone is very selective. And those things that he abhors, his presence will react automatically. Are we okay with that? Now, in order for us to be servants, we realize that what? 
we must be in the kingdom. And in the kingdom, we don't find a king, but we find a consuming fire. Hallelujah. And this consuming fire, the Bible said that what? We, we ought to be careful. Let's go back to verse 28. He said, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably. So it means that this consuming fire is not ready to receive anything anyhow. Hallelujah. Now, the nature of God is that whatever his nature is not in it, he will not receive it. I said what? Whatever what? God's nature is not what? In it, he will know what? He will not receive it. Hallelujah. So one of the things was that in the Old Testament, when they were building the altar, God said that they shouldn't use any metal work. Why? Because metal work came from the person who developed metal work, like the tools for, that were made for metal, came from the lineage of Cain. And Cain left the presence of, the God, of God. So it speaks of what? The flesh. So God said that when you are building an altar, make sure you don't use any stone that was cut with the metal. Otherwise, I'll reject it. Hallelujah. So, in service to God, anything that his nature is not found within, he will not what? He will not accept it. So, in order for him to accept our things, he has to make us like him by begetting us. Because it is only, you see, so this is the way your salvation is. Your salvation was such in the way that you needed redemption first. Because the Bible said that what? Who has delivered us from the power of darkness? So there must be what? Deliverance first. Are we okay with that? So if I have somebody who is sick in prison and I, I want to minister to the person, what should I do? I have to take the person out of the prison first. Is that not so? Before I can begin to minister to the person. So we were in what? We were in the kingdom of darkness. God redeemed us with the blood. But when he redeemed us, the purpose that he had was that he wanted us to serve him. Because in the book of Exodus, he said, let my people go that they may do what? Serve me. And we know that the Old Testament are shadows of the new things to come. So, in this time too, the revelation is that God redeemed you. Now, when he redeemed you, his redemption was that you will serve him. But he knows that even though he has redeemed you, your nature is still corrupt. So, he must what? Reborn you or born you again. And in burning you again, what he can do is that he can give you what? His genes and nature. So the Bible said that what? For we have been saved by his mercy. Okay? Through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Titus chapter 3 verse 5. So the regeneration means that God gave me his genes. Is that not so? Oh, is that not so? Are, are we here? Very good. You know that I can check your DNA. And your DNA will match your father's own. Very good. That's why the shape of your nose is like your father's nose. Do you understand, okay? Because your phenotype is, de is determined by what your genotype. How you look outwardly is because of the constitute within you. So, in order for him to receive your things, what he did was that he made his servant what? Flames of fire. Because he himself was what? A consumer. Because we said that in the kingdom we ought to be what? Servants. But anything that is not of his nature, he will not receive it. So, when you go to Psalm 104, he said what? Verse 4. Let's go there. Psalm 104, verse 4. Psalm 104, verse 4. He said what? Who makes his angel spirit? His, give me, uh, okay, give me another translation. That says servant. 
But you know that ministers are the, is, is the same as servants, right? Very good. So, in order for you to abide in the kingdom and for what? Your worship and your service to be accepted, he has to make you what? Flames of what? Fire. So, the first question that you ought to have, you have, you have to ask yourself is that, am I, am I a flame of fire? Because until I become a flame of fire, I have not begun the work of service. Because the requirement in the kingdom that you have to be a, what, a servant, and all servants must be what? Flames of what? Fire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are we understanding that? Very good. Amen. So, we said that what? God requires all his servants to be what? To be fire because in the kingdom, he wasn't revealed as a king, but he was revealed as what? A consuming what? Fire. Are we okay with that? Okay, good. Now, but we are talking about fresh fire for new beginning. Is that not so? We are talking about what? Fresh fire for what? New beginning. Now, you may realize that even though most of us are born again, we have never started the Christian work. Hallelujah. Now, most of you, okay, it's like being born again. It's like you have been given an admission letter into a school, but you don't go for lectures. Hallelujah. So, we were born, most of us, we are believers, but our walk with God, our service to God has not begun. So, your destiny has also not begun, most of us. Because your, your, your destiny is tied to your servanthood. Now, let me tell you something. Your destiny is not your career. Your, <laughs> oh my God, my Lord. Your, I said what? Very good. We'll talk about avocation and vocation. Hallelujah. There's what? Avocation and what? Vocation. So your, your destiny is not your career. Your destiny is not the school that you went to. It is a hidden wisdom that abides in God. And it takes fire for you to manifest it. So anybody who has not been set in fire has not begun the work of destiny yet. You have not started your purpose. Hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. It is getting good, right? It's getting good. Hallelujah. So, now, in other that, I may begin this manifestation of destiny. I have to go back to the beginning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you here? We have to go back to what? The beginning. Because we are talking about what? Fresh fire for what? New beginning. Because the Bible spoke about two things. He spoke about being born again to perceive the kingdom and being born of the spirit and water to enter the kingdom. They are two different things. One speaks about salvation, the matter of salvation. One touches Christ as being Savior. One touches, the other one touches Christ as being Lord. So, when I'm, in order for me to be born again, sorry, in order for me to be, to be able to perceive the kingdom of God, I must be born again. What it means is that, for example, if we have, a, let's say we have a cult. Are we okay with that? We have a cult, good. Yeah, no blood, no glory. Very good. 
Okay, let's say that we have a cult. Now, in order for you to be able to participate in the activities of the cult, you must be what? You must be initiated into it. Is that not so? Very good. So, when you are, you, so when I became born again, it was like I was initiated so that I can perceive the activities of a certain kingdom. So I can enter into the court, but in the court, there are realms. So even though I enter the court, there are certain things that the grandmasters will do that I, I will not know. Because I need an entrance, even though I have been initiated. So he said what? Until you are born again, you cannot what? Perceive the kingdom of God. But he said, until you are born with water and the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So most of us are just walking around perceiving the kingdom. And we are born again. But you have not gained entrance into the kingdom. And that is where your destiny begins. Entrance into what? The kingdom. Where Christ becomes not what? Just your savior. But what? Your Lord. So your destiny. It has nothing to go to. It has nothing about. No. no okay. I'm speaking in quotes. Do you understand that? If, if I say you're, because some of you think that. Eh. I have to become a doctor. A doctor, that's my destiny. You lie bad. Say you lie bad. You lie bad. I have to become, you know, uh, 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 whatever. You lie bad. So, in other, now that I have been initiated into the kingdom so that I can perceive it, I must go back to what? The beginning. Are we okay with that? And that is the way it began with everybody. Are we okay with that? Because... In the beginning, what happens is that the, the God, the consuming fire, will reveal himself to you as a consuming fire God. So the Bible said what? That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. John, first John chapter 1, from verse 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes. And have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it. And we bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and made manifest to us. He said, that which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye may have fellowship with us. He said, for truly our fellowship is what? Is with the Father and with his son Jesus. He said, these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. And he said, this is the message that we heard of him and declare unto you that God is what? So in the beginning, the first thing that you are going to find out is that God is what? Light. And Bishop Bojo says that when light is focused, it becomes what? Fire. Therefore, everybody must go back to what? The beginning and encounter the light that was in the beginning. He said what? If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. And the truth is not in us. But if we have fellowship with him as he is in the light. So, it is, you see, your destiny is activated on the premises of fellowship through light. And that is why everybody must go to what? The beginning. He said, in the beginning was the word. John, uh, the gospel of John, chapter 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shone in the darkness. In the beginning again, we saw what? The light shining. And that is the place where destiny begins to what? 
manifest. So therefore, whoever has not gone to the beginning to encounter that light, that to encounter that consuming fire, has not begun the work of what? So ask yourself, has you, have you begun your destiny? On which account? Because the beginning of your destiny must always have a reference. Everybody that began destiny can tell you how it began and what they encountered. Hallelujah. Kenneth Higgins can tell you. Ora Robert can tell you. Apostle, Apostle can tell you. Reverend Andrew can tell you. Me too, I can tell you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So we realize that in the, you see, for Moses' life to begin, Moses came to the realization that what? I don't belong to Egypt. So he ran away and forsook Egypt. Egypt is the world. So Moses forsook Egypt. But when Moses forsook Egypt, he spent 40 years in Midian without his destinies manifesting. Until one day, he was walking in some wilderness somewhere and saw a burning bush. Now, immediately, Moses encountered the consuming fire. What? His destiny began. It is there that your job description is given to you. In the place of the beginning, where the eternal light abides. Hallelujah. Can we go to the book of Ezekiel? Chapter 1. I think from verse 26. Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 1 from verse 26. He said, And about the firmament over their heads was the likeness of a throne in appearance like a sapphire stone. And the likeness of the throne was like the likeness with the appearance of, of a man high above it. Let's continue. Verse 27. And he said, Also from the appearance of his waist and upward, I saw as it were the color of amber with the appearance of fire all around within it. Now, Ezekiel's ministry was about to begin. Because Ezekiel at that day was sitting by the river of Keba in Babylon as a slave. And he said that as he was sitting down there, very good, give me the keyboard, good. And he said as he was sitting down there, he saw visions. And in the vision, he encountered a man. And he said what? The color, the color of amber with the appearance of fire all around within it. And from the appearance of his waist and downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire with brightness all around. Let's continue. Verse 28. Like the appearance of a rainbow in a cloud on a rainy day, so was the appearance of the brightness of all around it. And he said, this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. Okay. So when I saw it, I fell on my face and I heard the voice of one continue speaking. He said, and he said to me, son of man, stand on your feet and I will speak to you the marching orders and the job description is about to begin when Ezekiel encountered the fiery one in the beginning so what did he say he said what then the spirit entered me and when he spoke to me he set me on my feet and I heard him who spoke to me continue and he said to me son of man I am what the beginning of destiny by encountering fire in the beginning This is the basis on which destinies are activated. So now do you understand when I say your destiny is not what? Your career. Hallelujah. 
Your destiny is not what? It's not your career. This is where the guy is. He said, I am sending you to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation. Hallelujah. Let's go to um, Daniel chapter 7 from verse 9. Now, in Daniel chapter 1, up to chapter 8, Daniel has been having glorious vision. But when Daniel encountered revelation, he said what? And I want your thrones were cast down and the ancient of this sit. And he said, his garment was white as snow and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was what? His throne was what? It wills a what? Verse 8, uh, verse 10, sorry. Verse 10. He said, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated and the books were what? It is at that point that the books concerning your life are opened. When you encounter what? The fiery one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't waste your life. We are busy around doing things that are internally useless. Hallelujah. You have majored on the minor and minor of the, on the major. The things that must become your vocation has become your vocation. The things that must become your hobby, they have become your real life issue. Your career is your hobby, I'm telling you. It's an avocation. And I'll show you something. Hallelujah. Now, when we go to Revelation chapter 1 from verse 10, he said, and I was in the spirit. Now, let's look at what happened to John. Okay, let's look at what, what happened to John. He said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a great voice behind me as of the voice of the trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. He said, the things that thou seest, write in the book. Thank you. He said what? The things that thou seest, write in the book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia. And he said, unto what? Ephesus, and unto Smyrna, and unto Pergamum, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. He said, and I turned to see the voice that spoke unto me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the candlestick, one like unto the Son of Man, with clothed with the garment down to the foot, and get about his path with the golden kettle. Hallelujah. And he said that the hair on his head, the hair on his head was as what? As white as wool and as white as snow. Amen. Now let's, let's move on um, to verse 18. No, let's go to verse 17. Verse 16. He said, And he had in his right hand seven stars out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was like the sun shining in his strength. It was through this encounter that John wrote everything that you and I are living in and will live in. He encountered the one what? Shining like what? Light. Have you met the one from the beginning? Have you met the fiery one from the beginning? It is a question to you. Have you what? Met the fiery one from the beginning. Hallelujah. Has your destiny begun? Hallelujah. Say, I move into the beginning. 
and I encounter the fiery one. I move into the beginning and I encounter the fiery one. Begin to speak in tongues. Zabakapata. Life is useless without this encounter. Life is useless without encountering the one that dwells in hallowed antiquity. Let me encounter you from the beginning. I cannot waste my life, O God. I cannot waste my life, O God. I cannot waste my life, O God. Sabili Kosikata Satike Patuske Prata The one from the beginning, O God. Saniki Palimo Sata Lekuske Telebu Satoske Reign forever. Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time. You reign forever. Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time. You reign forever. Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time. You reign forever. Your name is ever great. You are the wisdom before time. Into the wisdom before time began, you called us into the new world that we live and move and hold all of our being in you. In you. These are deep songs. Into the wisdom before time began, you could have seen to us how Palacosi that we need and how all of our being 
Everything concerning your life was empty. You never ticked any one single thing because you never encountered the fiery one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we will we'll learn more things. Okay. So now, we realize that Jesus, after his resurrection, let's go to Acts chapter 1, from verse 1 to 8. He said, The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach, until the day in which he was taken up, after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive, after his suffering by, an, after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, underline, underline that. Speaking of what? The things pertaining to what? The kingdom of God. Let's move on verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, let's watch. Jesus Christ spoke for 40 days after his resurrection. Because after that 40 days, he's leaving the earth forever and ever. After his ascension, Jesus, he was what? He came to the earth. He died. He was buried. He resurrected. He ascended. Or he was exalted. And then he was, he was coronated. Now, here, after his resurrection, it is left for his ascension. He will not come to the earth as he used to. And you know that when a man is about to leave, he tells you the most important things that you need to know. So for the 40 days, what was he doing? He was speaking to them about what? Things concerning to what? The kingdom. And then, when he spoke to them about things concerning to the kingdom, he told them to tarry and to wait for the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost. Now, look at what happened. He said, and he said to them, it is not, okay, so please, give me the, add the five to it, add the five. Okay, he said, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized. So, after the kingdom, he went to the Spirit. Do we understand? Okay, very good. And he says that, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Now, Jesus was talking about the kingdom of God within their heart. That was not their problem. They want Israel to be the kingdom like it used to be. So, while they are talking to them about the pushing of the kingdom forward, they are talking about the, restore, the restoration of the kingdom for Israel. And now, let's look at what he, he, he did. Now, he said what? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons, which what? The Father has put in his own authority. 
but then he brought the big U10. He said, but ye shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem. Now, it means that everything, my calling, my purpose, and my destiny is concerning witnessing. And I'm not saying, when I say witness, I'm not talking about going for evangelism. Hallelujah. And when I'm saying service, I'm not talking about uh, parking chairs. It's all part of it. Hallelujah. But you know, because we have not really studied the Bible very well, when we say witnessing, you think this is evangelism. But it's a very small part of witnessing. When we say service, you may think that, oh, sweeping the church, all that is nice. But that is not real service. Service is greater than that. Hallelujah. So he said what? Ye shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come and you will be what? Witnesses of me. So it means that the evidence of the Holy Ghost is not speaking in tongues. But the evidence of the Holy Ghost is what? Power to witness. Hallelujah. So what is tongues therefore? Tongues is an accessory that came with the Holy Ghost. Because now, what we are going to realize, now let's, let's go to um, um, Acts chapter 2 from verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Verse 3. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one sat upon each of them. Are we okay with that? So when the Holy Ghost came, he came with what? The power in the form of what? Fire. And this power in the form of fire was, was to what? Was to what? Was to enable them to witness. Now, immediately this came. Now, let's, 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 let's move on. He said what? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So now this tongue speaking. Tongue speaking is an accessory that came with the Holy Ghost in order to transform the Holy Ghost. Because the Bible speaks about what? Baptism of the Holy Ghost and baptism of fire. Now, on the day of Pentecost, they got it all inclusive. They had it at once. But your, for you, it is not the same. Now, so baptism of the Holy Ghost is different from baptism of what? Fire. So, the tongue speaking came as an accessory with the Holy Ghost. So, it's just like, I've gone out to buy a phone. Those days, if you buy a phone, eh? Those days, I'm not sure you, like about 10 years back. No, not 10 years, about 15 years back. When you buy a phone, you have to charge it like one, one whole day. Do you remember those days? You guess. Hey, Karen, are you sure you remember those days? Wow. You, so, you have to take the charger and put it inside what? The phone and begin to charge it. So, tongue speaking is, that, is just like a charger. That fuels the Holy Ghost. In order for what? The Holy Ghost to become what? Fire. So, the evidence that we can know that the Holy Ghost is in you is that you have power and fire to witness. Because it is for that reason. Don't be deceived that the fact that you speak in tongues. That means that you carry the evidence. I'm not saying that if you speak in, if like you don't have the Holy, you have the Holy Ghost. But what will, if you want somebody to say that you have the Holy Ghost, it is not tongue speaking. Because witches can speak tongues. People can fake tongues. But nobody can fake evidence. That is in what? Witnessing. For ye shall receive power and be what? And be witnesses of me. 
Nobody can fake power. Nobody can fake power. Nobody can fake fire. Nobody can fake fire. But everybody can fake tongue speaking. So tongue speaking is not an evidence that you carry the Holy Ghost. The, the evidence that you carry the Holy Ghost is that you'll be able to witness. And this witnessing has everything to do with the kingdom of God and service. Hallelujah. Now, so when God called us, he gave everybody, inclu in, included in your destiny, there is witnessing, which is your major call. You say when you go to school, you major in something, then you minor in something. Very good. Aha. So, maybe you can major in economics, minor in geography. Now, when your job description came, the major is what? Witnessing. And then the minor is your career or whatever. So, let's say for example, me like this. I'm a teacher. Are we okay with that? I teach what? Elective mass and physics. Somewhere, I began teaching somewhere around 2008, 2009. Yes, very, very long. So, it got to a time. I began fasting. Those days, my elective mass class was very large. There were about almost like 120 students. Yes. And I would teach them and I would be shouting, shouting and I would be fasting. And those days, Reverend Roland can be a witness. Those days, Saturday and Sunday, I'll, I'll tell them, come for free lessons. Then when I get them, I can give them the word of God. Bah, 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 bah. Pray with them. So, even though my avocation was teaching, but my what? My vocation was something pertaining to the kingdom, which is what? Witnessing. Making sure I advance the kingdom of God. So, out of them, right now, one of them is about to become a pastor. That is my vocation. So, my vocation has to do with what? my witnessing of Christ and that must be done in the demonstration of power because without power your destiny cannot be manifested now let's go to Acts chapter 13 because you realize that when the job description was given to you God took out one thing he said now in the church that was at Antioch there were certain prophets and teachers Barnabas, Simeon who was called Niger Lysias of Cyrene, Menin who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. He said, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. So we fast in the New Testament. Those of you that say we don't New Testament. This is the early church. He said, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Let's continue. Verse 3. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. So they heard the voice of the God. He said, separate unto me what? Saul and Barnabas for the work which I have for them. So that's what he said. Okay. As he anointed them. So he said, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Let's continue. And when they arrived in Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They, they also had John as their assistant. Let's continue. Now, when they had gone through the island to Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew whose name was Bar Jesus, who was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man, this man called for Barnabas and Saul and sought to hear the word of God. Continue. But Elimas the sorcerer, for so is his name translated, withstood them. So one of the things that was taken out of your job description was that there's going to be withstanding. You are going to get what? Opposition. And that is where, if you have not been baptized by fire, you realize that what? It is either you run away holding your boxer shorts or whatever. 
So God took out one thing. He said what? He said, but Elimas the sorcerer, for so his name is translated, withstood them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. Continue. He said, that you know who a sorcerer is, right? They practice magic. When they tell you, when they do like you, they can blow on you, then you, you are going on the ground. So, then saw also, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him and said, all fool of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Continue. And now indeed, the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind, not seeing the sun for a time. And immediately, a dark mist fell on him and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Now, let's watch something here carefully. Then the proconsul believed when he saw that, when he saw what had been done, being astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Meanwhile, Paul and Silas, uh, Paul, is it Paul and Silas? Paul and Barnabas, they had not opened their mouth. What did they teach the man? They were about to teach and they were withstood. But when there was display of fire and power, the, people, the man understood the teaching without them opening their mouth. So you realize that in this, your life, that you have become, your purpose, one of the things that God did was that he put in people that will withstand you. It is inserted there, everywhere, every level. They are, put, they are put there. Hallelujah. And you see, those things are not actually to withstand. They are, they are, they are climbing ladders. But it can only be a climbing ladder when you have what? Power and fire. This is KCF Ministries. Stay connected with us on all our social media platforms at KCF Min on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at KCF Ministries. Keep listening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you say you want to move into politics. You said God has called you to be what? A politician. It is only by fire that that thing can... So maybe you are there as a politician. Now let me, let me share you, let me share with you the life of a man called uh, 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 um, William Wilberforce. How many of you know William Wilberforce? Do you know he was, um, he was, he was into politics? Are you aware of that? Very good. Now, that man memorized the whole of Psalm 119. And everything about the life of William Wilberforce was that the way he could witness to his world or the way he could fulfill his destiny was for him to stop slave, uh, slave uh, uh, trade. But do you know that slave trade has existed centuries and centuries? But the whole life of this man, his entrance into politics was what? To stop slave trade so that was his witness that was his vocation go and stop slave trade but before he could do that he has to enter into politics a vocation his hobby and so this man by prayer by fasting by prayer by fasting started pushing and pushing the day that slave trade was aborted he died the next day hallelujah so this is what we call the fulfilling of destiny this is what we call destiny by what? By fire. Because do you think that you can just go? Meanwhile, as you are going there, in, the, in politics, there are occultic people there. Are you aware of that? Very good. They are also seeking an agenda for their kingdom. 
So in advancement of, 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 of in the advancement of kingdom, battle is is uh, uh, inestimable, is unavoidable. For you to manifest your, for you to do that, for you to for you to witness, for you to fulfill your destiny. Hallelujah. There is going to be what? Conquest. Anybody who is willing to live a kingdom life, anybody who is willing to live servanthood, will definitely what? Encounter challenges. And it is for this reason that you ask what? To be set on what? Fire. Hallelujah. Now, what is going to happen is that it is either you set yourself on fire here to fulfill your destiny, or if you refuse to, uh, to, to, to set your fire, to set yourself on fire, okay, to fulfill your destiny, God will set you on fire after the Bema seat. But that fire was that, that fire, the, the means of that fire is to hurt you. So the Bible says that, now let's go, let's go to, um, let's go to First uh, Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 10. First Corinthians he said, according to the grace of God which was given me, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. Let's continue. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone build on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stone, I told you that what? In the kingdom, okay, we come to what? A consuming fire God. And this God, what it does is that he only takes things that cannot be shaken. Things that what remain are the things that he approves of and takes. Are we okay with that? Now, when you want the first, he said what? Everybody who is building is either building what? Gold, silver, precious stone, or wood, hay, straw. Gold speaks about divine life. Silver speaks about redemption. And then precious stone speaks about the Holy Ghost, the works of the Holy Ghost. So, in the kingdom of God, there are people that are building with gold, silver, and precious stones. And then there are certain people who are building with wool, hay, and straw. Wool speaks of human ideology. Hay speaks of the work of the flesh. And then straw speaks about anything that is lifeless. So, your school, you just took your book. Hey. Uh, Stanford. Stanford. Harvard. Yale. C, 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 Nanako. Okay, no. That one. Yeah, when you go there, you do like this. This one, okay. Let me take this one. Wood. You come, you are coming to sing. Yeah. You are doing, you, you, are, you are offering everything you are doing is hey. It is born from the flesh. Everything, your service to God, memory, when everything that you do, problem everywhere. So we are either building what gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw. Which one are you building with? Now let's continue. Verse 13. He said, Each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by what? So it was only things, it is only things that you begot by fire that will stand the test of fire. And that is why God needed to baptize you with fire because on the judgment day, he will judge you by fire. So have you seen the sequence of fire? In the beginning, there was fire. In your ordination, there was fire. In the day of judgment, there will be fire. So your whole life is centered on what? Fire. Now let's watch here. He said, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. Continue. If one's work, which he built on it endures, he will receive a reward. 
Let's continue. Okay, if one's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. Yet, so as through what? So, on the, on the beamer seat, when you stand before Christ, the fire that will test your work is the fiery flames of his eyes. Did you, did you see that? When, when we quoted to Revelation chapter 1 verse 10, he said, and his eyes were like what? Fiery flame. So he sit down on the, upon the beamer seat and views your work which is presented. And then the fire will test it of what sort. If it is not of fire, that is gold, silver, and what? And precious stones. You will lose it. But the next thing is that you have to be saved through by fire. And let's look at what, what that is. Now let's go to Revelation chapter 2, verse 11. Revelation chapter 2, verse 11. He said, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. He who what? So in the church, there are the overcomers and there are those that will not overcome. Just like the way it was in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, when God called all the Jews, it was only two people that entered the promised land. The rest died on the wilderness. Hallelujah. Only what? Joshua and what? Caleb. After they, after, before, when they were coming to, God said that he has chosen all of them to be a what? A kingdom of priests unto him. But when Moses went up to go and bring the law, when he came back, what was happening? They were worshipping an idol. And he said, whosoever is on God's side, come. It was only the tribe of Levi that came. So God chose the tribe of Levi to what? To represent his people. And that is what is going to happen in the church. So the church, the Holy Ghost is calling and sounding an alarm. That in the church, this same thing will come. People will overcome. Just like Joshua and what? And Caleb. And certain people will fall in the wilderness. So in, 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 in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul gave us the pattern. He said, for you have a pattern of this. He showed us. We don't have time to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. But people, he said, so anybody who will not overcome will, what, will be hurt by the second death. And what is the second death? Let's go to Revelation chapter 20. Verse 12 to 15. Revelation chapter 12. Verse 12 to 15. He said, And I saw, he said, And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Let's continue. The sea gave up the dead who were in it. And the death and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. Which is what? So what is the second death? So it means that the believer that doesn't overcome will have the head of the lake of fire. Now you see, you live your Christian life as if there is nothing going on. But you don't know what awaits you. Hallelujah. You don't want, know what, what awaits you. That if you fail to set yourself on fire, to fulfill destiny, another fire, which one? This one, this fire that you set yourself on, it is glorious. But this one, God has determined that it will hurt you. 
Hallelujah. Are you ready to set yourself on fire? Are you ready to set yourself on fire? You see, in, in the kingdom now, there are so many professors, but few possessors. So many people professing so many things, but they, they don't possess them. The things that they profess, they don't possess them. And one of the things is that, you see, you can never fake the Holy Ghost. Whoever the Holy Ghost has no witness to, he will never witness through. Hear me. Whoever the Holy Ghost has no witness to in the secret place, he will never witness through in the public. If he has no witness to you in the private place, he will never witness through you in the public. Hallelujah. What, 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 what have you seen? What is your destiny? Have you met the fiery one from the beginning? Have you? Have you? Fresh fire for new beginning. Hallelujah. Can we be on our feet? Begin to talk to God. Begin to talk to God. Just begin to talk to God. Rapakeyata padoshkiyata patelekeyata kalekedakada padoshabadaba ripakushkamanabanabanabashabanabos. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh, Jesus.
Cry out to the Lord. Tell him, Lord, let me encounter you, Lord. Hey, from the beginning. blessed by this share it with someone and be an agent of impactful change for the kingdom of god god bless you